welcome to yet another edition of the Time Out with DG podcast. I am your host, Daniel Gotera. Hope you guys had a fantastic weekend, a very stress-free weekend. Hey, no breaking Texans news other than Deshaun deleting some Texans references off his social media pages. But other than that, squeaky clean for the first time in what, weeks? Like, usually on Sundays, even Saturdays, we've got a bunch of breaking Texans news nationally, and then the drama starts all over again. But hey, we were free of that this weekend. The weather cooperated on Sunday, not so much on Saturday. Looks like we're going to have good weather this week, so we're starting the week off great until it gets super cold again at the end of the week. I'm one of those guys that wants warm weather all the time. Give me a Hawaii Christmas shorts, polo shirts. That's what I'm here for 24-7, 365. After spending so much time in Chicago at Northwestern in college, I want warm weather. My colleagues at work and sometimes my wife is like, oh, I love the cold weather. No, no, no. Anything below 55, I'm not cool with. Nope, I'm not okay with it. Give me consistent weather at about 55 and up, and I'm good. So when it gets cold, I get cranky. But now the weather's nice, 60s, 70s, love it. Perfect. Let's keep it that way. As I said, hope you had a great weekend in whatever you decided to do. Let's get to some business before we kind of get into the topics at hand today. My guest this afternoon on this Monday, February 1st, is Shea Groom, one of the stars of the Champs, the Houston Dash. They are starting training this week as they prepare for their season. Champions of the NWSL Challenge Cup last summer. How fun was it to watch them? Shea was terrific. We talked soccer. We talked all sorts of stuff. They're partying after a championship. How it got pretty crazy. She's a big Chiefs fan. She's looking forward to the Super Bowl. She was a great guest to have on. That interview coming up shortly. But as I said, like, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already. If this is your first time stopping by, welcome. If it's not, where were you? Why did it take so long to get here? We're having a good time on this podcast. Some good reviews so far, and I appreciate all the support. Hey, as I said... Uh, This weekend, we didn't have any Deshaun Watson news other than him scrubbing social media of Texans references. That was one of my lead stories on Saturday. Which, by the way, I don't know if you tuned in on Saturday on KHU Love News. If you were at home, the the weather was kind of crappy. It was kind of rainy. So if you were at home watching the news, you got to see my beautiful face in studio for the first time in eight months. I didn't know what to do with myself. Um, it was just kind of fun being back in studio. I was by myself in this huge studio working. I couldn't interact with anybody, but, uh, just being on TV, uh, in studio was pretty cool. It it, it felt like I was on TV again, right? Like you, you, we do all this work from home and sure I'm on TV during the week at six o'clock. You can catch me doing the sports updates and any features, sports extra, all that sort of stuff that I do. But, um, it was just it was just fun being in studio again. It'd been eight months, so um, yeah, that that was pretty cool. It felt like that Fresh Prince scene right at the end of the show when when they when the show got uh, not canceled, but it ended their run after those six seasons. He's standing in the middle of the room with nobody there. That's kind of how I felt in studio on Saturday. Uh, but yeah, we didn't have any huge Texans news. Just Deshaun uh, taking off the social media references, and look, it's petty, right? I mean, but. In 2021, that's kind of a way to send a message. It got people's attention. So that's just the next chapter in this story that we're reading, uh, a story that I don't want to read anymore. <laughs> Let's have a resolution, hopefully a happy resolution. But um, 
you know, each day we have something different. Everybody just trying to have that latest Deshaun Watson news. Today, today some guy, some national radio host I've never heard of, uh, said that Deshaun was never going to attend any Texans offseason activities. He wants out, whatever. But his agent, David Mulligetta, came on Twitter and said, no, that's not true. This is completely made up along with some of the other Deshaun Watson stories that you're hearing. So it's it's just, oh, God. Yeah, it gives us something to talk about every day, but I'm just glad it wasn't, like, crazy like it has been this weekend. So we had that Deshaun Watson news. Hey, the Rockets are, are good. The Rockets are fun to watch, man. The, the five straight wins heading into this week. I mean, how, how fun are they? Christian Wood, Victor Oladipo, John Wall, the wow factor is what they're being called. Um, I, I just think they're fun, man. And look, look, look at the standings. Look at the records. The Nets with James Harden, nine losses. The Rockets without James Harden now also have nine losses. So I'm not, I'm just saying, I'm just saying like Kermit drinking the tea, right? These guys are having fun. Coach Steven Silas is enjoying this group again. That's what I wanted to see. He's a good coach, man. He's, he's a young mind that, a lot of people were high on coming into this situation, and he's finally getting the buy-in from his players, which is so fun for him. And I, he's having a good time, and that's what I like to see. So hopefully that keeps rolling. They're climbing up the Western Conference standings. Just give us some fun basketball, man. That's 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 what I'm here for. I'm excited for that. So we got the Rockets uh, playing well. What else is going on in Houston sports? Uh, the Cougars, Houston Cougars, are outstanding. Uh, Kelvin Sampson and his and his and his team are just fantastic. Uh, they are what else is going on? We got the Cougars. We got the Houston Cougars now fifth in the country. This is a legit final four contender because they play defense and they rebound and they never quit on the floor. And when they're shooting the basketball, the way they were shooting it uh, against SMU this past weekend, look out, they are dangerous. So we've got that in our favor. Like I said, the Dash are back on the field. The Dynamo are coming back soon. So, sure, it, it's not the golden age of all of our professional sports franchises being good like we had a couple of years ago. But, man, the Dash are fun to watch. They're going to be a, a good team this year again, no doubt. And the Rockets are fun. So just give us some enjoyment. That's what I'm, uh, that's what I'm looking for. So did you see this over the weekend? I saw this story pop up on my feeds, and it just made me shake my head. You know, in this age of social media, social media does a lot of good. Don't get me wrong, but, man, there are so many bad things about it. <laughs> so many bad things. And this story just kind of made me laugh the other day. I, uh, I posted it. I reposted it on my Twitter page. Apparently now in San Francisco. So get this. In San Francisco. Oh, my gosh. You can now get a verified badge. Crest, and for those who don't know, not on social media, verified badge, that little blue check mark. You get a blue check mark on your San Francisco or Bay Area home if you're an influencer, public figure, or represent a brand. Blue check mark homes or bluecheckhomes.com. So I'm not kidding. So if you're scrolling through Twitter and you see that little blue check mark by a bunch of names, those people that have that check mark in the Bay Area can get the check mark on their house. Like, I'm sorry, but how how full of yourself <laughs> do you have to be to have a blue check mark on your house? 
Like, honestly, are people driving by and they look at these homes and be like, oh, my God, look at them. I need to try to find them on social. Nobody, no, not a single person says that. So you have this blue check mark on your house. And what do you, you can you move the check mark if you move? Can you, do you post a picture of your house to say that you like, what's the point? Like, what are we doing here? What are we doing in this world? We've got blue check marks on people's homes now. That just made me laugh, man. Made me laugh. Um, so that, <laughs> I don't know where this is headed with social media, but. Oh, and the other sports thing that happened this weekend I wanted to get back to before we jump to our Dash interview is the trade between the Lions and the Rams. Boy, that was blockbuster stuff. It happened on Saturday night. What does that mean for Deshaun Watson's trade value? I mean, the, the Lions received two first-round picks you know, a, a quarterback that could still play, and Jared Goff, he may have fallen out of favor in L.A., but he he could still play. And then they got a 31-year-old quarterback in return. Like, Deshaun Watson's 25. I know he's got a huge contract, but, man, the Texans, the goal is to ultimately convince him to stay. But as we've talked about before, the roster is not good. Are you going to be winning at the level that Deshaun Watson is looking to win at in the next couple of years? I don't know. Maybe not. So, the, the clock is officially started on whether or not they can convince him to stay and whether or not you trade him, right? With that type of haul, you got to think Deshaun's going to pull three first, four first-round picks. I mean, I thought that was an interesting trade, and everybody then started talking about, oh, my gosh, what does this do for Deshaun Watson? I still think the good destination for him would be the Jets. That's the team that everybody's talking about. But now we're hearing the Raiders. Uh, would the Texans take Derek Carr in return? <laughs> Imagine that, another Carr with the Texans. And then a couple of first-round picks. I mean, so there are options out there for this team if they want to rebuild. And they're going to get some pieces back for Deshaun, but I just thought that that was an interesting trade that went down over the weekend. Matthew Stafford now in L.A., the Rams, who knows? They got a, a legit defense. They got some weapons on offense. I know Jared Goff had gotten hurt. He'd fallen out of favor, but, man, Maybe the Rams can return back to the Super Bowl. They're winning ways there. They got to the playoffs this year. They ran into a, a good Green Bay team on the road. Uh, I was, look, they've given up a lot of first-round picks in recent years. I don't think they have a first-round pick through 2023 or something like that. But, look, they're in win-now mode, right? Um, other teams are in rebuild mode. That's where the Texans are. They should be at least. And uh, I think the price for Deshaun went up this weekend, that's for sure. Okay, so enough of that. Let's get right to the interview. Shay Groom, she is with the Houston Dash. One of their stars came to the team last year. She was part of that NWSL Challenge Cup championship over the summer. We talk about a lot of things. We talk about this team returning to training this week as they get ready for their season on April 9th. I think it kicks off April 9th. And they have a little bit more time to practice. Last year, everything was so rushed, so we talk about that. We talk about her love for the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City girl, uh, her Chiefs back in the Super Bowl. Boy, I'm jealous of her that she gets to watch this amazing team play. So we talk about that. We talk about her coach, James Clarkson, the way they partied hard after the championship. Uh, some really fun stories there. So take a listen. Shea Groom of the Houston Dash, she was excellent. So you're back to work. Um, how was it being back with the teammates back on the field? It was a beautiful day to do that, so that must have been fun. Yeah, um, I don't think we could get this much cool weather in Houston, so everyone was in a long sleeve. It was a little weird, um, but no, it was so exciting to be back, be back with the coaches. 
I've been here in Houston most of the off season. So I've seen some of the girls around and, you know, had the opportunity to train at the field, but it's nothing like the first day of work. We love to say work, but um, so fun and just glad to have the game back all together. What, uh, what's the offseason been like given the success that you guys had last year? I mean, if you're, you stay here in town, you wear your dash style. I mean, do, do, do people recognize the dash a little bit more? Like, what, what has it been like after the success that you guys had last year? Yeah, you know, I think the community has definitely bought in a little bit more and, you know, obviously doing the rebrand with the Dynamo, I think, you know, just becoming more recognizable as, you know, one club and that there's, you know, the soccer club of, of the city of Houston, not just Dynamo and Dash or not just Dynamo. I think people are, you know, seeing it, it's more visible, obviously in the media and being covered like that. So it's been great. And I think for the players, it's just, you know, everything that we accomplished last year was amazing and, you know, unexpected in a lot of ways, given how many new players we had. But, you know, I think it's kind of created in this offseason an even hungrier group of, of players. And, you know, I've seen, you know, no one really took a break. Everyone was like, OK, I'm ready to go again. Like we only got to play 11 games like <laughs> let's keep it going, you know. So I think, you know, we're on this you know path to just keep getting better and try to find the best version of the Houston Dash. Uh, I was talking to Nichelle a few weeks back. I did a, a little feature with her about her story, what happened to her last year. And um, she said, like, I, she didn't put it as pressure, but it, it, it feels good to kind of have a target on your back a little bit, right? I mean, and people are kind of gunning for you instead of you gunning for others. What's That's a different feeling, I would imagine. It is. I think, you know, notoriously, the Houston Dash, you know, might have had a different stigma attached to it. And and now I hope we've gained a little bit of respect, but, you know, even me, I've like a little grumbling, like, well, you know, it was just the challenge cup or like, it was just 2020, like a lot of people sat it out. So, you know, I think we'll still have that chip on our shoulders and a lot to prove and we'll still see the same identity. I think that we took on in the 2020 season and how it bleeds over into the 2021 season. And I think that's just who we are. And I don't think you know, we could win five championships in a row. And I think that these players and what we've been through in terms of like being traded and, you know, it's just a mismatched group of players that, you know, just seems to work and what James has done with the club has been amazing. So I think you'll see that still in, in 2021, even though, you know, coming off a championship year. Yeah. I was going to ask you about it because you got here last year, right? Other players got here, a lot of moves, a lot of trades. There were some high profile ones too. And, so there was a lot, a lot of things going on. So how do you, how did you guys do it? Like, how did you guys pull it all together and, and win in that environment out there in Utah? That was, that, that was so fun to watch you guys play. I mean, that was really cool to see you guys pull off that championship. Yeah, James actually said something that was, I think, really meaningful for me was that, you know, what he gets asked in interviews all the time is, or just told is that, you know, the enjoyment of the players on our team just really radiated through the television screen. And I think that's, you know, what got us through. Twyla, our assistant coach, kept saying, you know, whoever wants to be here will be here until the end. And, um, you know, that preseason was hard. I mean, we barely even knew, and any of us had like not played together. And um, I think you go down the list and, you know, we had a lot of talent, a lot of good players, but I mean, just the amount of times we even got to step on the field with each other was just very limited. So I think 
we just took it one game at a time and we tried to get better and grow. And then we, you know, bought in. And, and I think that first game being able to score three goals, that's not something the dash was known for doing. And I think it was at that moment we were like, all right, we're here, we can do this now. Let's just fine tune and, and figure out how to make it to the championship. Yeah. I was going to, I was actually going to ask you that same question. Like when did it, when did it click for you guys? And it was that first game. I, I, I do remember that. I, I wasn't going to say that you, the Dash weren't known for scoring a lot of goals, but thank you for thank you for saying it. But you guys came out guns blazing there, and so I mean it's amazing what that does for the confidence of a team, right? Especially a group that really hasn't had a lot of time to be together on the on the pitch. Definitely, I think that was just like, all right, there's the momentum. Like let's keep building, and I think it was also good because we came out, scored the three goals, assumed we were going to get three points and then, you know, kind of got that gut punch of two late goals and ties three, three. And, you know, we're left, you know, feeling a little like we lost the game. Um, and I think that was good for us. It was humbling for us and just um, allowed us to take extra care of a lead. Um, and I think, again, like the dash hadn't been a club known for, you know, scoring multiple goals, multiple games. And now having gone through the fall series and, you know, obviously the challenge cup, like we score goals yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and that's how we want to be known. So, um, you know, it's, it was incredible. I think there was no, I don't know <laughs> what the magic uh, thing was, but I think we all bought in and just felt that momentum. And then, you know, everyone wanted a piece of it. So, what was the feeling like? I'm sure you've, got, you've been asked this many times before, but the feeling when you when you had one, when you knew that the, you know, because there was so much emotion going into that. And that was one of the things Nichelle said too. Obviously for her, there was a lot more emotion given what she was doing personally, but you know, all the stuff, I mean, all the ups and downs, you didn't know when you were going to play. You're over there isolated in Utah. I mean, with, with the group, like so many things. And then to run onto the field, to have all your teammates there celebrating the championship. That's that one of the more rewarding things you've ever done on, on a soccer field. I think definitely. I mean, I've won championships at, you know, the youth college level and even the pro level before this, but just given such a unique year and, you know, some teams might not have taken it as seriously, but, you know, we, the moment that we were together as a team for the first time, it was like, whatever opportunity we are given, this was before the challenge cup was even announced. Like we want to transform, you know, what the Houston dash is and, you know, we want to win a championship and whether we believed it at that moment or not, um, you know, we set out to do that really early on. And, you know, just like, you know, Nichelle's story, there was a lot of things that people don't see that happened behind the scenes. And I think that was another thing. Our team, um, you know, Rachel came up with this mantra of, the circle never breaks. And it truly was that, um, you know, there's so many behind the scenes things and things we had, to, it felt like every other day we were dealing with something and had to come together as a team. And, you know, if I was something that might not have had anything to do with anything on the field. So um, I think it was that mentality of, you know, family and uh, doing it for one another. And I'll never forget Rachel's speech before the final game. It was like, do it for the little girl that, you know, grew up loving and playing soccer and um I think you know we honored that and honored all the people that had allowed us to get there you know our parents and you know friends family everything so um it was it was an incredible feeling it was so special and um you know I think everyone wanted you know even the people that lost celebrated because it was just such a hard year so it was like yeah. just to be the one that like 
came out and on top and, you know, had just overcome so much. Uh, there was nothing like it. You know, a lot of people may, may not remember, may not realize, but the NWSL was the first one to come back. Like, do you take pride in that? I feel like you guys as a group probably take pride in the fact the league did such a good job with that tournament and they were on top of it. They wanted to get out in front of it. And I, I just thought it was really cool how you guys were able to just finish this tournament in such uncertain times. Because even then, right, when you guys started in June, it was still kind of in the early stages of this thing, given where we're at now, right? It's, it's got to be pretty cool for you guys and that pride feeling that, that your league did this. Yeah, I think it was an incredible opportunity. And Lisa, you know, coming in, I mean, she started in March to be the new commissioner. And for her to pull that off by June was just absolutely incredible. And, you know, I give her and just all the staff in the front office for the NWSL so much credit because I think they had a vision. And and it wasn't like in past times where, you know, the NWSL kind of just slapped something together. You know, they they really worked out every detail. They're, I mean, I'm sure they were on top <laughs> calls at all hours um to put that together and it was it was incredible the way that it was run and um and I was proud of it and definitely take pride in that and you know when people want to put on social media oh this league was the first back it's like no the NWSL was and um I, you know I think that just the opportunity to give it the visibility that we were allowed to have you know with CBS and no other sports going on I mean that that was so huge like invaluable for this league so um you know i yeah credit the nwsl and definitely take pride in them doing it first but doing it right. so i gotta ask you about the parties afterwards because i feel like the videos that we saw <laughs> videos that we saw posted were kind of an yeah. encapsulation of the parties when you guys arrived rachel coming down the uh the plane <laughs> oh my gosh i'm never gonna forget those images what were the parties like what can you share about the parties after the game? I mean, if I had to just choose a word to sum it up, it was just like total and utter release. Um, you know, we had had to be so disciplined and diligent and it was just like, and again, I'll never forget James's speech before the game. He was like, you know, I wake up, I have my oats, I have, you know, my glass of orange juice, whatever, like the same breakfast every morning. He's like, tomorrow, I don't want my oats, I don't want my orange juice, I want a hangover. And it was like, all right, we're playing for the hangover here. <laughs> and so, I, I mean, it was, I think it was fun to enjoy it. I think, yeah. obviously, again, like, maybe there's a stigma that, you know, women can't, like, shouldn't be doing that and stuff. But like, we wanted that full out, like, Oh, you guys why, went why full out. I feel like you guys went full yeah. out. Yeah. I mean, we won the challenge cup, but we won the challenge cup after party as well. So, um, no, it was a blast. And, you know, again, something I'll never forget the private jet home was just unreal. And so, definitely so party, something. So, the party continued on the jet then? Yes. We partied in the. Uh, in Utah. Room. Yep. Yeah, in Utah. Then we got on the plane in the morning. That was a whole nother, like, we champagne. It was great. And then, um, you know, just did a little thing back here. But then, you know, had, like, three days of rest after that because. So, you guys, you lived up to coaches, uh, you know, you know, wake up with a hangover thing, I would think. Yeah, that's oh, good. Yeah. yeah, we did. Awesome. Um... Awesome. So, what, is, um, what does coach mean to you guys? Because to be able to make all the moves, he just seems, I'm, I'm going to talk to him later this week, but he just seems like such a cool dude. And at the end of the, I mean, he's obviously he knows the game. He's a good soccer coach. He puts you guys in positions to win. 
But to have a guy that is that just relatable to the players, I'm sure is really is really special. And it was the key to a lot of what you guys did too, I would imagine. Definitely. I mean, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know anything about James when, when I came here, honestly. Um, and he has been such a game changer in my career. Um, and I've said this on a lot of interviews, but like for me personally, I think he just knew that to get the best out of me, he kind of just had to leave me alone and just say, Hey, I trust you. And I know that you have the ability to really break out and I'm going to give you a little bit of tools here and there, but you don't see him like interact with me much, you know, in the championship game coming out of, uh, into halftime, he was like, you need to smile. Like that's, that was his coaching point to me. So I think he, he cares about us on a human level, which is for me, very rare as a coach. Um, you know, there's a lot of coaches that, you know, it's soccer and, you know, you forget that we're all humans at the end of the day. And, you know, he really wants to take care of his players and, and then just, just to dig a little deeper, you know, he's definitely into the mental side of the game. We meditated all throughout the challenge cup, um, found ways to bring each other together. And, you know, he's really about, you know, what is our team like at the end of the day? Like, yes, we want to win soccer games, but if, you know, if we're not a respectable team, if, you know, we have this a bad reputation then what have we really done you know so he really hones in on character and that's something that I've always appreciated and and valued myself so you know I think he's the best in the business and I'm just excited to be on his side and to continue to continue to grow this club and to continue to win championships hopefully so you're an athlete your sister's an athlete who's a better athlete uh she's an ultimate frisbee player uh, which is cool. How good are you at ultimate frisbee, and how good is she at soccer? Like, the, how how neat is that that she she's kind of perfected that? She's because she's played right at, at several levels, right? Oh yeah, she's incredible. So she actually went to school, played one semester of basketball, um, but then she's super smart. Also, currently in law school, so finishing up law school. Oh, good just for as, her. You know, a fun little side project, but um, <laughs> so. She's really smart, so she wants to be challenged a little bit more. But then, um, obviously, was missing athletic, um, you know, competitiveness, and so she just picked up ultimate frisbee first year of college, and now she's you know like ultimate frisbee legend. legend. <laughs> People like don't oh, get wow. it. But, okay. Yeah, she's like one of the best in the world, and so has won a couple gold medals for the U.S. And um, yeah, so she's she's definitely an athlete, but. You know, when people ask me this question, I always say I'm going to pick myself just because I, I'm not going to surrender that. But um, <laughs> she, no, she was a good soccer player in her day as well. And she's definitely like she's probably better at soccer than I am at Ultimate Frisbee. Like I can jump, but like you don't know throwing technique until you see some of these professional Ultimate Frisbee players. Yeah, man, that's, 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 it's really intense, man. Like it's not just going out there and just throwing it. I mean. No. I've, I've watched a couple of matches like I used to work with a girl who now is really into it now too and it's really intense it, it they, is. they really get into it and the jumps are it's incredible great. the jumps are incredible they can I mean just the ability to throw it on and dime over 60 75 yards like it's absolutely crazy so no definitely love it and love watching her play so very cool what is uh, what's going to be the, the the key for you guys this year? I mean, obviously, we still got this this pandemic we're dealing with. It's not as new. It's not as um, 
it's not as yeah I guess new as it was last year so we're kind of finding our ways around it but what what's the key this year uh for you guys to do what you guys did last year again you know, I think it's just to, to hold that standard and keep building. I'm excited because, you know, we do have this longer bit of preseason that people will be in and out, but I think we'll be able to fine tune some of those relationships and partnerships that we didn't get to do um, mm -hmm. in the first go around. So, you know, I think and just continuing to develop, you know, what the Houston Dash identity is, how we play. Um, so when new players come in, you know, it's an easy transition, you know, this is what we do defensively. This is how, um, we attack and this is, um, analyzing the game a little bit more, but, you know, I think that if, you know, we use this time to, to build and, and really come out on the front foot, then, you know, I have no doubts that it's going to be another good season and I'm, you know, willing to bet on our team and the players that, I've seen how much work they put in in the off season. So um, I'm really excited and just think it's going to take that little bit of extra effort and that little 5% that, you know, maybe not any other team is willing to give. I forgot to ask you, how upset were you that the Aggies did not make the college football playoff? I was not happy. I was not I happy that not. No. when Ohio State made it. I was not happy that another dang team being a Trevor Lawrence-less Clemson team made it. But, you know, hopefully it fuels their fire. And I'm a Kansas City girl, and my Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. So hey, that's right. You are. That's right. So that you're a, you're a Chiefs fan then. I mean, that's that's your team, uh, huh? Born and raised. Yeah, people are like, you're just – you just became a Chief. I'm like, no, no, no. I walked, like, Chiefs for the – yeah. Like, my first jersey was a Trent Green jersey, like – Dante oh, wow. Hall, factor like he's an Aggie too like so yeah super super Chiefs fan so we're excited and we have like three other Kansas City girls on the team so oh that's cool so you guys are gonna get together watch yeah. the game uh can you what are the rules like can you can you get together do you have to stay isolated but you're practicing together right so what, what are those rules now yeah we practice together um we, we don't really interact much outside just to keep it safe and I got you I know but um, yeah, I'm sure that we'll be FaceTiming, screaming, and posting, and doing all the like, things. What's, I it like to be a, what's it like to be a Chiefs fan during this time? Because people here in Houston, not to get into the Texans, which we won't, but that's a whole another disaster of a situation. But how 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 is it to be a Chiefs fan now? You have the the best quarterback in the game, and you're he's so young. You guys are like set. I feel like this. Are you expecting this every year now? At this point, I mean. I'm loving the identity of the Chiefs. I'm loving Andy Reid, just like really embracing his role as the coach. And like, just, I love the creativity. You know, I feel like every time you watch a Chiefs game, you, you know, you might think that they're going to do one thing, like, oh, it's definitely going to Tyreek Hill here. And then they're like scoop tossing it to Kelsey into the end zone. Like, it's just always keeping you on your toes. And, you know, I love how all of those guys, it's not, I mean, it is like Patrick Mahomes, you know, he is the quarterback, but they've got so many weapons and it's oh, been yeah. so fun to watch it develop. Awesome. Well, Shay, good luck this season. Hopefully we'll talk to you about another party at the end of the year. Yes. That's what we're planning for. All right. Good luck. Good <laughs> luck. And go, go chiefs on your behalf. Yes. Go chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> See you, you later. Thanks. That was Shay Groom of the Houston Dash. Thank you so much, Shay. Hopefully later this week I'm going to have James Clarkson on, their head coach, who she talked so highly of, who she spoke so highly of, I should say. 
uh, in that interview. So I hope to get him later on as we kind of feature this team a little bit more. We got to feature the good in Houston sports, and they are right there at the top of the list. They're defending champions, and they're going to try to bring back another title this year. So good luck to Shea and the ladies of the Houston Dash Football Club. Uh, now under the umbrella of the Houston Dynamo Football Club, right? They're all together, the, the whole rebranding that they've done. So good luck to those ladies. They're fun to watch, fun to talk to as well. That's going to do it for this show. By the way, go to my social media pages. I've posted a fun little would-you-pick-two type deal. I posted nine pictures of nine Texas staples like HEB, Shiner, Pluckers, Bluebell, Bucky's. I forget what the other three are. Go out there. Let me know which two that you would pick. The rest of them have to go. For me, it's H-E-B and Bucky's. I love H-E-B and Bucky's. The other ones I can get at H-E-B, right? But Bucky's is so cool when you're driving on the freeway, anywhere you go, stop at road trips. It's fun. Go to my social pe- Go to my social media pages. Let me know what you would pick. I will be back tomorrow with more Time Out with DG. Until then, see you later.